Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and pausing. Take time to make time. Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show. Um, and write down the secret word of that show, and then just email me just the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine, and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made, and we'll get into the show. When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. So as a host of Attention Cult Radio, I have to tell you, I started this podcast for my own challenges writing. I have a hard time writing, and um, back when I became a coach, to make a name for yourself, everybody said you had to write a blog or write a book, and I got to tell you, it's just painful. So I started uh, Attention Talk Radio, and it's really been a gift. When I say a gift, it's it's enabled me to to do things, make a name for myself, but little did I ever believe when I started that I would get the education that I would have gotten through this. And so since our inception, uh, we've released a, a new show each week for about 14 years now. So we have quite the archives, and periodically we go back and we take a look at some older shows and we try to repurpose them. We bring them back to the present because they're, they're as good now as they were then. And tonight's show um, is you know, twofold. Number one, it's, a, it's the epicenter of ADHD. Number one, it's having the self-awareness to pause. ADHD is an executive function impairment, largely one of self-regulation. It's, it's difficult for you to kind of pause and put the brakes on and think. But it's very, very powerful. And, and our title tonight, Take Time to Make Time, is often people with ADHD, your life would be so much easier if you would stop for a couple minutes and think about what you're doing, um, as, as, as David Quirk will talk about, uh, pause and ponder before you proceed. Because that momentary effort of thinking, um, you can think smart, not hard. So 
the show I'm bringing about is the epicenter of it. But you know, when you start taking a look at mindfulness or meditation, those are really attention exercises for you to actually kind of witness yourself and notice extraneous thoughts and be able to let them go and bring them back to the present to control your attention. So this is a, it's a good interview. It's fundamental. So we're bringing it to you now. We do this periodically for older shows. This one was aired back in 2014. Um, again, it's still relevant right now. As you listen, understand that uh, our technology was a little bit different back then, and, and uh, sometimes the auto call is not quite like it is now. Uh, we're just going to ask you to bear with us through that because the content's good. So with that, I hope you uh, sit back, enjoy, we'll roll the tape. David Bork is the founder and president of the ADD Coach Academy, the world's foremost ADHD coach training program. The ADD Coach Academy is the first and only comprehensive ADHD coach training program fully accredited by the International Coach Federation, which is the global governing body of the coaching profession. It's also accredited by the Professional Association of ADHD Coaches, which has a similar job of policing our uh, industry as a coach, but more specifically in the ADHD environment. David is a Master Certified ADHD Coach with the Professional Association of ADHD Coaches and a Master Certified Coach with the International Coaches Federation. David's the author of a groundbreaking book, Permission to Proceed. Uh, we actually interviewed David on uh, this particular book, Spectacular. Um, if you're listening to this and you enjoy the show, I really encourage you to go back and listen to that. David's a national, international speaker and speaks regularly at many, many conferences around the world. Uh, you can learn more about David in the ADD Coach Academy by going to addca.com. And with that, David, welcome to the show. Jeff, it's always great to be here, and thank you for being a pioneer and doing what you do every day. We learn so well, much I, from you. We, you do a great job of teaching the world about ADHD in so many different ways, so I just want to acknowledge the great work you do. I certainly appreciate it, David, and I guess I also want to acknowledge you. You've been a longtime supporter of uh, Attention Talk Radio, um, as evidenced by the ads that our listeners will hear later in the show. But one of the things that I, I want to highlight that I'm not so sure everybody's really aware of is the commercials that you guys supported with are actually advertising the Find a Coach page, um, which is populated with people who graduated from your program. And I'm not real sure all the coaches know that out there. And I think I just want to underscore that if, if any, any of you advocate coaches are listening out there, David is paying money to advertise you, not himself. And I just think that, that the promotion of, of that, because ADHD coaches are so in demand and so vital, I think is a, a testament to you, David. And so I'd I like to thank you for supporting the show. But I also, on behalf of the other ADCA coaches, thank you for, uh, for making that investment and, uh, and, and, and putting your money where your product is, if you will. Yeah, and, and our product and the great coaches that we put out that go through, you know, the, 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 the difficult, challenging standards of becoming a certified ADHD coach, we know that when they're out there, they're going to do a great job. So when we invest in them, we're investing uh, in, in what, who we believe are the best ADHD coaches in the world. Excellent. Now, tonight's topic is the power of the pause. And, David, this is, to me, we probably should have done this show a long time ago, and I know this is near and dear to your heart, but to me as a coach, working with an individual so they can learn to pause, for me, I think is the single greatest skill or whatever you want to call it that a person with ADHD can, can learn. Your thoughts? Uh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, one of the big challenges of uh, ADHD is self-awareness and how does one create self-awareness the only one one can learn about themselves to be able to look in the mirror in the mind's mirror to look at their self and understand who they are is their ability to pause and pay attention 
to who they are, what they're doing, what they're saying, what they're thinking in the moment. And individuals with ADHD have a very difficult time putting on the brakes of their mind to pause and pay attention to what they're paying attention to in the moment so that they can discern the best options. What is the situation calling for? But what people with ADHD do is they don't put on their brakes and they go like a Ferrari engine. You know, Ned Hollowell talks about that Ferrari engine. They're going up 90 zillion miles an hour without putting on the brakes. And if you don't put on the brakes to pause and pay attention to what you're paying attention to, then what you're paying attention to will continue to grow. And unfortunately, mm -hmm. usually that's what is a negative emotions negative reactions, negative patterns that have never been checked out and have never been monitored before. So the pause, the ability to identify what's out of harmony in, uh, that starts in your brain and that you feel in your body is the beginning of learning how to breathe better. You know, when we don't breathe mm -hmm. well, Jeff, mm -hmm. uh, the oxygen that we need for executive function, you know, the ability mm -hmm. to self-regulate, you know, of what Russell Barkley talks about, our ability to, to direct things back at ourselves and change our behavior for a better future. We can't do that if we don't pause to pay attention to how are we breathing. Are we breathing mm -hmm. fast and shallow? Are we breathing deep and taking mm -hmm. the oxygen yep. in that allows our brain? We need 25% of all oxygen in our brain to function effectively. Yep. Yep. So the pause begins that. You know, Jeff, um, my father, who recently passed away and I adored, never knew how to breathe properly. And uh, he learned how to do it in the hospital once where a, a very wise nurse said, Mr. Gork, smell the cake and blow out the candles. And that's how he <laughs> learned how to breathe. Interesting. Yeah. Um, you, you, you kind of started this off with self-awareness. And, yeah. you know, David... You know, I'm a fan of, of uh, Dr. Barclay's executive function construct, and I, I want to kind of yeah. tie something in in a few things here because so much – I mean, you've been talking about the pause for uh, decades, really. And yeah. with his construct, it's funny. What he talks about – think of the brain as a two-level system. You have the automatic brain, which is kind of the reptilian brain, yep. or the, the you, you get habits, the part where you're not thinking. And the executive function brain is, is – is effortful. It has to go in and override the automatic brain. And so yes. I think that the pause um, is a symbol of F, you know, engaging the executive function system to pause and to override the automatic. And, and I really liked how he languages it because it's effortful. And he talks about the, 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 the ADHD fuel tank being smaller than other people, and it requires some effort to, to, to kick in and override it. And you talked about self-awareness. When we're talking about overriding executive function, it's, you actually have to be able to see it and kind of notice it. And Dr. Barkley says, you know, there's, there's five or six main things that we do. Yeah. You know, we're aware of ourselves, we inhibit ourselves, we see to ourselves, we talk to ourselves, we feel to ourselves, and we play to ourselves, which is all going on in the mind, which is why I always like to call myself an attention coach, not so much an ADHD coach, because I think yeah. that's actually kind of what we coach. And this the whole notion of the pause is actually learning to, to pay attention to what you're saying to yourself or what you're feeling yeah. to yourself or what you're playing yeah. to yourself. And, and, and I think that, I mean, I'm saying kind of what you're saying. I'm just doing a different language because I think a lot today we're going to talk about this because there's, abs there's so many things out there that we talk about in ADHD coaching that all come back to this central thing, to being able to stop and pause. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree with you more. And to use Russell uh, Barclay's language, one of the executive functions is self-restraint. 
yes. and that's that the, the mind's breaks. And yep. um, the human brain in general, uh, this is why it's so hard, it's such an important discipline and skill that can be learned. The human brain in general is hardwired to attract problems and negativity to begin with. We're automatically wired for that. Now take mm -hmm. ADHD where that problems and negativity are exacerbated and may even worse, that this discipline of being mindful, being an objective, mindful observer, an objective observer of what's happening in the moment and being able to say, I feel, you see, part of this is emotional intelligence, is the yep. ability to say, yep. I feel anger in my stomach. I feel anger in my head. Just by identifying the anger, we diminish its power over us. But you have to put the brakes on. You have to pause in the moment to identify the negativity and then ask, how can I change this for a better future? There's, there's Russell Barkley's language yep. again. You know, directing something at ourselves, looking at ourselves in the mirror and saying, this negative emotion that I am not identifying is overpowering me, how can I pause and put on my brakes with self-restraint, look in the mirror for greater self-awareness and say, what is it in my past, in my memory? ADHD is a challenge of memory. What mm -hmm. magical moments on the mountain, what strengths, what positive attributes can I access from that memory that will change the neurochemistry of my brain? Because um, the human brain is built on emotions. We automatically go to the limbic system, the amygdala, mm -hmm. which is the watchdog. Yep. When we don't pause, we don't bring in, we're out of integrity. There's two kinds of integrity, Jeff. There's psychological integrity, that who I am is aligned with what I do, and then there's biological integrity. If I don't pause, and the most dominant emotion of negativity, I'm broken, I can't or won't, goes into the limbic system, it creates fight or flight, which creates yep, adrenaline yep. or cortisol. Yep. When I pause, when I pause, I automatically bring the prefrontal cortex in, which is yep. the watchdog, which is the part that says, hey, what's going on here? So yep. pausing brings both the left and the right side. It brings the automatic with, you know, with the, with the mindful, the resourceful, the decision to discern. So pausing yep. is so powerful because it gives you oxygen. It yep. integrates left with right, and it gives you the opportunity to discern and identify the emotion. Without emotional intelligence, we can't move forward. And in fact, Jeff, research shows that only about one-third of the world, not just ADHD, one-third of the world has the ability to identify emotions as they're occurring in the moment. Wow. So pausing is huge. Yep, yep. Um, David, we need to take a break real quick. Yep. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about some of the things that we do to kind of help people learn how to pause and how to take advantage yeah. of it. So for our listeners out there, if you want to learn more about David, if you want to learn more about the Coach Academy, if you want to learn more about David's book, Permission to Proceed, go to addca.com. And um, with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word tonight is break. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, 
and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation with uh, David Gwork, the founder and president of the ADD Coaching Academy, and we're focused on the power of the pause. Um, one of the things that David was talking about, um, we were doing a lot of reference to, to Dr. Barkley, and I think it, 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 I, I do it because I think it really, we pick up where his theories end off, and um, we, didn't, we didn't spell this out, but I think it's probably worth doing. He talks about ADD now as being an executive functioning issue. In order to define what's an executive function, he takes a look at self-regulation. And it's, it, it's basically defined as an action that we direct back on ourselves to change our behavior to change the future. And so when you begin to think it's an action that you direct back on yourself, for those with ADHD, if they're going to – if they're going to consciously act, act, direct something back on themselves, they have to be aware of what's going on, and they have to pause. And I think that this is the epicenter of so much of what, what, what coaching is about. And, David, after graduating from the Coach Academy and, and looking at this definition and beginning to take all the tools and stuff that I remember learning when I was an ADCA student, I, be, I began to realize that, not every tool always works for everybody, but so right. much of it is trying to get a person to pause and notice. And before you were talking about emotions and feelings, I mean, there's some a CTI coaching thing is we take it to the body, get people in touch with their body, because to do that you have to pause and you have to notice, and that's a very powerful tool for some people. In meditation, yeah. uh, there's a little bit of, a, of, of a breathing exercises to, to bring that focus in and be able to, to observe what's going on inside and, and, and to direct that behavior. And a lot of the tools that uh, you have in the coaching academy are, are various, but almost all of them start with a person in some way pausing and noticing something in the context of a, a, a tool or a construct. Um, at, least, at, least that, at least it makes all – everything you do kind of, kind of falls into that format. Thoughts on that? Yeah, well, and, and you know, b- before I forget, um, Jeff, it's also important to mention Tom Brown's executive function model too because mm-hmm. the two of them work very well – with Russell Barkley. And one of the things that Tom Brown talks about is activation. How do we activate uh-huh. the brain and how do we focus and sustain the effort? And he also, they both talk about emotion. That's where m- emotion and memory, they both overlap. Yep. Okay. Yep. And so um, one of the things that is not identified in the new DSM-5 is emotional regulation, which is huge because yep. emotional regulation can sabotage everything. So yep. when we pause, we have to be able to pause and first of all, identify the emotion that's getting in the way and label it. Give it a name, whatever it is, anger, frustration. But then we also cannot rely on our memory to remember what our process is for pausing. Because for everyone, it's different. Everyone learns how to, to breathe differently. Some of my clients, I use visual memories, like, you know, I talk about, you know, smell the cake and blow out the candles. You have yep. to give them the visual imagery yep. and the visual tools to be able to learn, first of all, to remember to pause. So yep. some of my clients have a huge pause button on their desk, huge, red, yep. big, just to pause. Whenever they feel out of harmony, they pause and they breathe 
and they breathe yep. through their nose and out through their mouth, you know, the counting five. We don't have time to give breathing techniques, but breathing gives the oxygen for them yep. to be able to activate their brain, sustain the focus. Then we want them to pay attention to those memories to, of strengths, those memories where they had positive emotional experience. So much of the research that is out there is on regulating negative emotion, and very yep. little is done on regulating positive emotion. That's why the academy has more of a positive psychology approach, and that's why we've moved into character strengths. Because when you pay attention to your character strengths and you have visual memories from it, those are automatically imbued with positive emotion. But again, this is a discipline that has to be reinforced over and over and over again with visual imagery, with breathing techniques, and most importantly, learning what to pay attention to your body because your body is the radar that starts from the invisible realm of your mind. When you have a negative thought, a negative feeling, a negative experience, it will always show up in your body. So if you don't pay attention to your body, the body gives you the signals to pause and say, hey, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And I'm stressed out. Ooh, I have to breathe. So many of my clients have two visual symbols. One is to pause. The other is to remind them to breathe and maybe a third. These are my strengths. These mm -hmm. are the things because research shows most people, not just people with ADHD, do not know their strengths. And I'm not just talking performance strengths. I'm yep. talking character strengths like yep. fairness and compassion and kindness and curiosity and yep. creativity. And creativity being one of the few pieces of research that shows that young adults with ADHD score higher in creativity and ideation than non-ADDers. But if you don't pause to pay attention to your creative strengths, they get buried. They get buried. Absolutely so the pause right. is the beginning of all the activation, as Thomas Brown would put it, but also the, all the self-regulation that Russell Barkley would say. Yep, yep. You said something I want to kind of highlight. You, you talked about the body. It was kind of interesting because I, I was trained at the ADD Coach Academy, but also the Coaches Training Institute. And yeah. one of the things that they, they talk about the body at, at CTI, but one, one instructor said, you know, the body never lies. Mm -hmm. it, you know, it, it never lies. And it was funny because just, just yesterday I was coaching somebody, and the person was saying, oh, that's easy. And I said, oh, really, is it easy? He said, yeah, yeah, it's easy. I said, well, if it's so easy, how come you haven't done it? Right. And he started, he started for a second. I said, no, seriously. If it was easy, you would have done it by now, right? I mean, how long have you been procrastinating? It was like, it was funny, and I, I share that because that's an example of how your mind will kind of lie to yourself or tell yourself stories or have you pay attention to the wrong thing. But if you go to the body and you can feel anxiety and kind of whatever, the body never, ever, ever lies. And the ability to pause and notice your body, I just want to highlight that, David, because I, I think that, that for many people that, that is just noticing those feelings can get you to, to, for that pause just like the yeah. buttons, and everything that you've described is, that's the key, is, is, is to have these things in your world to actually get you to pause. Once you pause, now you're yeah. in choice, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, Jeff, um, I like to think of uh, the coach's toolbox, the pausing tools, as a microscope, a telescope, and a stethoscope. And the microscope of the ADD coach, who's really well-trained, he's listening for what cannot be seen in those emotions. And conceptually, everybody can say, oh, it's easy to pay attention to the body. But the coach hears the emotion and makes the client aware through their microscope, the lens of their microscope. You know, you're not seeing this, but what are you feeling and sensing? And the telescope is, what do you want for the future? But it's the stethoscope that the uh, coach has, that stethoscope which feels the heart, the heart. But you have to bring the heart in with the head. 
So, you know, the microscope, the telescope, and the stethoscope all say, I listen to what's not being said, and I empower my client through questions. I hear that you're stressed. I hear that emotion because they can't access it, but they learn how to. I see what you want for the future in the telescope, but I feel that your heart is being impaired by your inability to pause and pay attention to what the rational side of your brain says you can access, your strengths, your attributes, your passion, and they get all lost because if you don't pause, you're not aware of all these things. So, so it's so important. For example, I, I just have a picture of a castle to remind me of my boundaries, and the castle has a drawbridge, and the drawbridge is kept up. And that castle is sitting right in front of me to remind me when somebody talks disrespectfully for me. And I have an, a moat around the castle. Mm-hmm. And if somebody is disrespectful to me, I just have to look at that castle and I say, you know, I'm not going to put the drawbridge down for them. They can't come into my castle because they're being disrespectful for me. And that castle sits on my desk to remind me people have to treat me with respect. Without mm. that visual prompt, I'm not going to rely, as Russell Barkley would say, I'm not going to rely on my internal memory. I'm going to externalize it, okay? So coaches use their microscope and their telescope and their stethoscope to help their clients externalize what's going on internally and help them, hey, let's pause, let's breathe, let's identify what's going on in the invisible realm of your mind and showing up in your body so you can use your telescope for the future and bring the stethoscope of your heart into it, bring that passion, as you said, which is the fuel, you know, interest and passion. By the way, uh, Barbara Fredrickson, interestingly enough, Jeff, I think you'll get a kick out of it, describes interest as an emotion. I never looked at interest as an emotion before. Interest is the fuel that ignites the passion, that emotion that fuels us to move forward, but none of it happens without the pause. Yep, yep, yep. I'm, I'm, you know (laughs) I love the microscope, telescope, and stethoscope. I can't ever pronounce stethoscope, but I like that. That's, that's a tough one. Really cool. <laughs> I have a hard time with it, too. <laughs> um, so for, for our listeners out there, we've been talking about some of the pause. David, I want to kind of talk about, like, if, you're, if, if somebody's listening to our show right now, they go, I, I get the pause, but how do I do the pause? Yeah. Um, how can you implement that? I, I, just some random ideas, and I do need to go to a break for a second, but one of the things that I know I've heard you, you have people to do is have people write a success journal or success yes. diary yes. where they sit down every day and they write down what they did right. Yes. And to me, you can think about that and you can see it in a couple different ways. One, you can sit there and do all that stuff. But if you're going to do that, you actually have to stop and pause. Yes, you do. And pay attention to what you've been doing right. So to me, that is a tool that a person could use to begin to learn to pause. Absolutely. A success diary is crucial. And by the way, when you do that, research shows that if we, before we go to bed every night and we uh, write down three things that we're grateful for or thing, three things that we did really well before we go to bed and just, you know, take it in and process it, um, it can imp- uh, people have been less depressed for six months just by wow. doing that. Yeah. Just by doing that simple exercise. But you've got to make it into a discipline. So I have my clients put, uh, you know, a, a, a little reminder on a big piece of paper success diary, gratitude, whatever it is, and yep. they've told me they always feel better when they do that, but it's got to be a discipline. They have to pause yep. to pay attention to that visual prompt and write those things down. Yep. Absolutely. Um, 
We're going to go to the break again. We come back. I just want to touch base because you said something really cool. We'll talk about neuroplasticity a second and then come to more yeah. tactical things that people do. But, again, for our listeners, uh, to check out the book, Permission to Proceed, to learn more about the ADD Coach Academy or just learn about more, da- more about David, go to addca.com. And uh, with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word tonight is break. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a great conversation about the power of the pause with uh, David Work. Before the break, we were talking about the notion of a success journal and writing those things down and thinking about uh, three things that you did right every day and the discipline of doing that over a period of time. One of the things, David, I've learned that's very, very clear in interviewing multiple experts is this notion of neuroplasticity being oversimplified. If you consistently pay attention to something different over a period of time, your physical brain changes. They documented that. Yes. And so this practice of sitting there and doing this, not only it's – not only are we talking, you know, you and I have worked with people and see how these things work, but there's scientific evidence that shows, yes, the, the physical brain changes, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. Yes, every experience, everything we do has the ability to change the anatomy and structure of our brain. But I think there's also something that goes really well with neuroplasticity, and that's neurodiversity, that uh, we live in a world that uh, has standards of performance that judges people based on their ability to perform in limited environments. And... Um, mm-hmm. We, as people with ADHD, have trillions of ways that we process information. So when we don't pause to pay attention to the way we do it in our unique way, we hurt ourselves if we do it the standardized way. So when we take neurodiversity with neuroplasticity and say, I have a unique brain wiring, what are the things in my unique differences where my greatest strengths are located, and I pay attention to the experience of creating more events using those strengths, the neuroplasticity of my brain changes in a very positive way. When people pay more attention to what they do well, but what they don't do well, their brain changes. Uh, The structure of the brain changes, their ability to activate their brain, sustain focus, and accomplish many great things happens. I've seen this over and over again. So neuroplasticity, which is changing the architecture of your brain, is really tried into embracing the neurodiversity or the unique brain wiring 
that each one of us possesses, embracing it, not comparing it to the way other people do it in a standardized way, embracing the unique way that we do it, and do it very, very well, I might add, and remembering to do it. And, but none mm-hmm. of that happens without the pause, to pause Absolutely. and identify it. Absolutely. But, you know, so much I want to say here, but from a time perspective, I, I want to be kind of limited. The because the the power of the pause is just really it's kind of so amazing. Um, you know, it's funny because I, I had a newsletter I sent out at one point in time. It had a picture of five stick figures. And they were all mm. black, and the one in the middle was blue. And the yeah. caption at the bottom was different or special. Mm. And if you pause for a second and you notice how most how the inference behind different is there's something wrong. Yes. The inference about behind something being special is something's right or something's good. And yeah. it's funny because. Because those two words, literally, if you look at that picture, yeah, it, you can see different and you can see special. It, the picture hasn't changed. It's just the That's same. That's right. And That's the ability right. to kind of pause and say, what am I paying attention to? I'm paying attention to the negativeness of what, what, I, what most people want to do is they want to, they want to be special. And if you can pause and pay attention to it and say, okay, what is special about my differences? Or, right. or, 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 or to begin, like, where would somebody like me with, that's this special – where would that be a big asset and a big deal? That's, again, the power of the pause, to pause and notice what you're thinking about, direct the action back on yourself and say, wait a second, I can focus on this as negative or I can focus on it as a positive. If I focus on a positive, where would that show up and maybe I should go to that place? That, yes. is, that is a self-directed action and yes. is a completely different course. Yes, and, and having these prompts or having the success diary – makes it so much easier to not have to go into your brain, which requires a tremendous amount of fuel and energy and access those memories, rather yes. than having it in one source where all you have to do is go open to any page in there, and there are a multitude of unique, special differences that you have accomplished many great things in your life, but they've been buried in your brain subconsciously. They need to be accessed and brought forth in a resource that's available to you for immediate access, where you don't have to kill yourself using all that fuel and energy. When was that time where I had that magical moment on the mountain or I was successful or I used my unique difference and specialness to create something wonderful in my life and I did it naturally? And by the way, Jeff, when we go to that area of character strength and performance strength, all the executive functions are activated yep. immediately. Yep. Like we, you and I both know there are situations where all the executive functions can work in the right situation and environment when that difference and specialness that you just talked about are embraced as a strength, not a weakness. Absolutely. David, you sparred something here that I want to – I want, to, I want to kind of illustrate kind of how coaching works with a, with a mo- tool that you do, and I'd like to explain the tool, I think, in a way that people would receive it at first, and at least a different way of how I've actually used that. In, in, yeah. in coaching, I know that you've talked about, you call it the magical moments on the mountain. Yep. And it's, the idea here is if you're working with somebody, have them go out and come back and write, write down a document three times when they were kind of like on top of the world. And I find that if I just say something like that to somebody, all too often they come back to me and the, what they're focused in on are uh, performance-type things, well, about, yeah. you know, school or work, something that, that's there. And it's funny because when I'm looking at it, I'm, it's not a school or work thing. It's a time in your life where you felt like you were on top of the mountain. It's not a yeah. thing. And if that's you can find out those times when you're really on top of the world and we pause and we begin to 
notice the similarities of the things that were going on in those three different times of your life, I find that there's usually a characteristic or two that runs right through them that is undeniable. And it's in that moment that you can pause and you can begin to unleash those key characteristics of those times when you're kind of flying high on top of the mountain. And I think that that is an incredible tool that helps people sometimes pause and pay attention to what was going right at certain times in their life. And if we can isolate what those things are, then it's easier for us to recreate it. Now, the way I describe that, would, would you agree or would you tweak it a little bit? Yeah, I would, oh, we already are tweaking it. Now, but I want to hear what you're doing first, but we already are tweaking it to get to that, um, that positive emotion and those character traits that show up throughout because you're absolutely right. We've tweaked it over the years and improved upon it because if you just keep it as open-ended as it used to be, yep. it's much harder to access that information. Yep. It's, it's so interesting to me because when I'm coaching people and I'm trying to pay attention to what they're paying attention to, it can yeah. be as something as two people are having a conversation. A lot of those with ADD babble. They say that they babble. Da, 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 da. And when I'm listening to that, a person with ADD, I say, tell me about the nature of your conversation. And it's funny yeah. because they, they'll start telling me the words. I'm like, no, no, no. Because what I'm listening for, I'm trying to hear at a higher level. What are you paying attention to? Are you trying to organize your thoughts? Are you trying to bounce your logic off of somebody? Yeah. Are you, are you, are you, are you, are you thinking out loud trying to kind of get to your point? Because when I hear the nature of the conversation, yes. it reveals to me so much more what I find when I'm listening to those with ADHD in conversations, and I'm listening to the nature of it. Many times they're not babbling. They might be bouncing their logic off of somebody, or more importantly, thinking out loud. And when yes. you can pause and notice that you think out loud, you can say, excuse me, may I think out loud to somebody? And when you do that, that takes the pressure off the other person to listen to you and gives you the chance to actually think out loud with all this pressure of having to get to the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Barclay actually talks about this. You know, we refer to these kinds of people that uh, verbally process out loud. Um, they haven't learned to, um, to use um, internal thinking to talk to themselves. So they mm-hmm. haven't learned how to talk to themselves. So with a coach, they're actually talking out loud and expressing their ideas, and we're mirroring and reflecting back those ideas. I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I've mirrored somebody, something they've said to me in the exact words, and I told them what they said, and they said, I didn't say that. And I said, oh, yes, you did. I wrote down verbatim what you said. And they said, well, that's not what I meant. Well, what did you mean? And then the true essence of what they want to say comes out. So we're talking about attention being aligned with intention. And when somebody is processing a, a multitude of thoughts and they don't have the ability to have somebody to bounce it off or to talk and be self-aware, they need a coach to learn that skill over a period of time by having it ref- mirrored, which is the exact language they're giving, or reflected, which is the coach's summary or perspective yep. of what's being said. Both are very powerful, but it gives yep. them the opportunity to say, hey, I need to pause and pay attention to what I'm paying attention to, but also what's the intention yep. of my yep. attention? Because if it's yep. negative, it could be video games or drugs or you know, yep. going 250 miles in a car, yep. but if it's I want to pay attention to the intention of doing something important related to fairness or my mm-hmm. appreciation for beauty and excellence or kindness. Yep. Those are character yep. strengths that produce emotions. Now we're talking about something that's going to ignite their engine and move them yep. forward. Absolutely. Uh, David, I need to kind of wrap this thing up, but I, 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 I can't help but stop and highlight mirroring language back. 
And, and yeah. everybody, David said sometimes he'll repeat back the exact words a person with ADHD said, and they'll say, no, I didn't say that. And I got to tell you, it's like, it's amazing. 30, 40% of the time you can mirror yep. back exact words yep. in a person. No, I didn't. They'll swear yep. they didn't say that yep. to you. It's yep. absolutely amazing to me. It is. And when you mirror it back to them, they pause, <laughs> and then they make some adjustments in it. And, and if you don't, if, if you're, if you want to kind of, if you're interested, you know somebody, just go mirror it. So what I'm hearing you say is X, and, and literally word for word, and you might be surprised at some of the reactions that you might get. It's yeah, absolutely and, amazing. And, and what's so important about us, you know, I always say what you pay attention to grows. But yep. if you don't pause to pay attention to what you're paying attention to, then what grows will not be something that you like very much. You want to pay attention to those things that move you forward in life, and having somebody mirror and reflect them back to you is important. Listen, Jeff, I've been doing this for 20 years. Marla has to mirror stuff to me, and, and sometimes I say, I didn't say that. And she said, oh, yes, you did. And I said, well, that's not what I meant. So, um, you know, we who are in the field and in the profession – you know, yep. have to practice what we preach in our own personal lives as well. And I've taught those people in my life to do that for me. So coaching affects all realms of the life, but it all begins with the pause and having somebody be able to say, hey, what you're paying attention to is going to grow unless you pause to have somebody empower you to hear what you're paying attention to. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on the show. This was long overdue. Um, for everybody, to learn more about David, to get his book, and to learn more about the Coach Academy, go to ADDCA.com. And uh, with that, David, thanks, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Jeff. Always a pleasure. Everybody, catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.